Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So no screen capture today, just my own voice, and then I'll try and keep this video around 10 minutes for you guys, but, but I wanted to share my thoughts on the economy, on the markets, as we head into what historically has been a pretty, pretty volatile time of year. Uh, really, now through the end of 2018, I think, you know, the risk in the markets, the risk in, in the economy as a whole is very high. The risk for a black swan from some sort, some sort of a shock to, to the system is very high. And, and, and I, as, as well as many other people, you know, tend to say that around this time of year, just because for whatever reason, it tends to be, be a high risk period. But but this time around in 2018, you know, I can see a lot of, of, of concrete risks piling up. You know, we have things like the U.S. midterm elections. Uh, we have kind of ongoing elections. Yeah, I don't know the exact dates because I don't pay attention to these individual countries as much as the United States being a U.S. citizen. But, but you know, in elections and whatnot in places like uh, Brazil, an emerging market, which we'll be talking about later on in this video, uh, Sweden and, and some others, uh, plenty of other political issues uh, around the globe. But, but I see a lot of, you know, to put it lightly, I don't know, excesses piling up. I don't know if that's the right word. But but I see things like the stock market in the United States at, at you know essentially record high valuations. But but despite that, there's a lot of turmoil around the world, um, as well as you know the U.S. economy. I I don't know. It's just not as strong as I think a lot of people uh, say it is. And then when you throw in uh, something like a trade war into the mix. I, I'm not confident in its strength in the in future as well. However, you know, if, if there's one big takeaway, one big theme of this video is that for the United States and, and for Europe and, and our hope of economic growth for the next year, for the next couple of years, you know, the, the hope of that is kind of caving in from the outside. It's, it's really beginning. I've been saying this for a while now. I, I believe that the next crisis has already begun it's just beginning on the periphery. I'm talking about emerging markets. And and again, I could show you charts about all this. I could do screen capture today. I don't know. Maybe I'm being lazy. Maybe not. I've shown you these charts plenty of times in the past. But but I think it's becoming more and more clear to, to many of you and, and to, to many other analysts that, that this is a real threat to the United States and a real threat to Europe. And yet it's being ignored by so many people. So emerging markets that I'm really focusing on right now and, and have been for a while now, uh, South Africa. Brazil, Argentina, Turkey. You know, those are the top four that have been experiencing maybe the most turmoil. You could throw Venezuela in there as well, but but I think they, uh, well, they're already in, in a lot of trouble. Their, their collapse has, has more or less already been, been I think, priced in, in in the global markets. Although you're still going to continue to see the the ripple effects of what's happened in Venezuela. As, as it really collapses, you're going to see the ripple effects of that ripple throughout, I think, South America and eventually the world. But, but you know, South America, Brazil, uh, Colombia, and, and some of these other countries that, that are in South America, not only economically, but, but the threat, not threat, I don't know if you want to call it that, but, but it is a problem um, of, of a huge amount of, of immigrants, you know, moving out of Venezuela. I mean, that is, that's expensive for some of these countries, and it also can be, can be destabilizing when they come in, in such large numbers. Uh, we've already seen that in places like Brazil. But, but emerging markets, those are the four big ones that, that we've been hearing thus far. And I think that this emerging market crisis, which has taken the shape of, of their currencies weakening a ton. I mean, Argentina is, uh, I think at the beginning of this year, is something like uh, 20 Argentine pesos for every dollar. And, and you know today it's, it's approaching 40 to 1. That's an insane collapse of their currency. The Turkish lira, uh, the, the Brazilian real, 
uh, the South African Rand, they've all seen a significant depreciation. And and basically what's what's happening is, is A, I mean, you're seeing similar movement in bonds and stock markets in these countries. They're going down in price. And B, eventually what you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of these countries uh, default on debts that they owe in foreign currencies, right? So, I mean, if, if, if you're an Argentine, Argentinian, whatever, uh, citizen or, or corporate, let's say corporation, and you owe a million dollars to, to someone, foreign or domestic, uh, but, it, but it's dollars, all right? It's not, it's not Argentine pesos, but, but dollars. Your, your ability to repay that has, has gotten significantly more difficult in, the, in just year to date. Right. If your own currency, if what you do in business in has appreciated by you know fifty percent, it's lost half of its value to the U.S. dollar in that time, and you have to pay somebody back in dollars, you're going to default eventually. And so this is where I think it's really starting is on the periphery in these emerging markets, and it's going to spread to more emerging markets coming up here in the next couple of months. I'll explain why here in a second, but but the ones on the list that I'm watching, um, Indonesia, India, India would be a huge one. Um, certainly China's kind of on that list. I, I, for a while now, I've been saying, you know, I don't know if I consider an emerging market anymore. Yes, no, maybe. But yeah, you're going to see it spread to there, just like you'll eventually see it spread to many other places. Uh, you know, maybe you could throw Poland on that list. Uh, I've seen people talk about Tunisia. I haven't done a ton of research on it myself, but but Tunisia. Um, some other South American countries, you know, Ecuador, um, you know, I already mentioned, you know, Colombia and some other smaller ones. Mexico would be a big one, especially for the United States. Um, you know, those are the big ones that I'm really watching now. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of these Asian countries are maybe a little bit better positioned than the ones that there, there's a reason for those that have already failed. There's a reason that they have failed. Um, and so, you know, these other ones are maybe a little bit better positioned, but I think you're going to see a similar story that you're going to see a lot of people leaving those currencies, those currencies weaken. And, and from there, you know, it's, it's going to hurt their overall economy, uh, because, of you know the significant depreciation of their currency, I don't know how much of a boost they're going to get in terms of of the exports from these countries. Uh, Brazil, Argentina, um, you know they, they export plenty, but but not a whole lot of people have been talking about um, how this depreciation is going to help their exports because well even if it does, it's not going to offset the shock to their economy. But eventually, we're going to see this spread to I, I believe if this continues. Over the next couple of months, we're going to see this start to spread to uh, more developed markets. I'm talking the United States, I'm talking the EU, and and you know other ones and other developed economies as well. Canada, um, Australia, Japan, South Korea, all those. You know they'll they'll be affected as well. And and the reason for that, I think, is is it has to do with this debt issue. That that uh, take take Turkey for example, something like ninety percent of their corporate debt is denominated in foreign currencies, primarily the euro and the dollar, okay? And so that means that there are banks or there are other financial institutions that have lended money to Turkish corporations that will not be getting their money back because eventually defaults will will happen, okay? And th- and that's, I mean, that's contagion, right? Eventually it's going to spread to European banks, uh, banks in, in France, France, Spain, Italy, um, ones that, that are already uh, systemically weak, and, and uh, you know, to some extent to the United States as well. It's just a matter of time. And I think it's only going to get worse, okay? And the reason for that is, is again, something I've t- talked about quite a bit in the past year. But, but the reason for that, I think, has to do with the Fed's quantitative tightening policy. Right? I've, I've talked about the U.S. government and their, their debt binge, which is not over, obviously. It's never over. But, but the quantitative tightening uh, accelerates a month from now. 
to $50 billion a month. Okay, it still isn't even at its, at its, at its peak, um, I guess, tightening stage of, of how much they're unwinding their balance sheet each month. And, and so basically, I mean, the pain is not over for these countries, right? This, this liquidity being removed from the system, primarily dollar liquidity, that's what's caused this emerging market crisis in the first place, right? Dating back to the beginning of this year, or even back when, when they started their quantitative tightening, October of, of 2017, it's still continuing. So people are, are talking about, I mean, the crazy thing is here in the United States, people are talking about, you know, what is the Fed going to do next in terms of tightening uh, uh, rates and interest rates and, and how many more rate hikes this year and whatnot. And sure, that's important for our economy. That's important for these emerging market economies because a, a stronger dollar is the last thing they need right now. But a stronger dollar is probably what they're going to get for the next couple months until the Fed loosens their policy. This is what these emerging markets are going to get. And so, you know, over the next, you know, four months through the end of the year, 2018, I think this contagion is is going to garner a lot of attention. Um, it, it's going to continue to spread. It's it's going to. I mean, we've already seen how quickly it has spread from one country to the next already in 2018. Now we're seeing it simultaneously affect Turkey, South Africa, Brazil, Argentina. Those are the top ones. But we're going to see it spread further to some other major economies. And, and then the next one, next stop is, is developed markets, developed economies, fully developed, you know, these big players, U.S., China, European Union, et cetera. And, and from there, it's, it's uh, you know, all bets are off, right? So, so I think in the next couple, in the next couple months, we're going to start to see uh, the stock markets price this in a little bit more. And that could be a shock to the system. This could be a black swan. The contagion threat is real here. Um, so, so that's really what I see. You know, the, the, the threat to markets cannot be understated as, as we round out this year. Uh, people are understating it. They're, they're saying it's not a big deal, right? But it is. Pay attention to emerging markets um, because this very well could be where the crisis is originating from. And, and this, this rot within these emerging market economies, that rot being exposed very well could be what exposes the the rot in the uh, in the U.S. economy and, and the European Union and so many other countries. So, you know, that's kind of what I'm looking at over the next four months. Some of this you guys have already heard, but um, I think it's important to to reiterate this and and to uh, to uh, well, you know, this I don't know. This is what we can expect over the next four months, and and uh, I don't see it stopping because I don't see the quantitative tightening. Um, ending in, until the Fed receives a shock. Again, I, I've made the statement by the end of the year, I, th I think they will reverse. But um, until then, we're, we're just kind of waiting for a shock to the system. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video. I hope you enjoyed it and God bless.